Hello, everybody. Welcome to Weekly Trash, the safe place to cleanse your mind, body, and soul of all that trash you consume this week so you can consume some more tomorrow. I'm your host, Josie Van Dyke, and I have with me today Demi Ingeman for her redemption episode. How are you? So good. How are you? Good. Welcome to Weekly Trash again. Thank you. For those who don't know, you this is your second time. I know. Which, I'm, the, I'm one of the lucky ones. Yeah. It's really confusing for people because your episode's not up anymore. So they're like, what do you mean it's her second time? And I'm like, well, she was on and then we had to delete it. And so let's address the elephant in the room right away because everyone's wondering. It's probably one of the most common questions I get if I ever do a Q&A or a question box. Where's Demi's episode? So, um, Demi, why did we have to delete that episode? <laughs> Today's Dumpster Deep Dive is sponsored by Bucked Up. Are you ready to supercharge your fitness journey? Because at Bucked Up, they are on a mission to help you reach new heights in your health and fitness goals. Their commitment to excellence and integrity drives them to deliver top-notch supplements and fitness products that are formulated with the highest quality ingredients, backed by the latest scientific research, innovative and effective for peak performance, energizing to boost your workouts, and promoting overall wellness. I have been using Bucked Up for seven years, and it is my favorite pre-workout I've ever tried, which is why I continue to use it every single day. It tastes amazing. It gives me the best energy to have a solid workout. And added bonus, it makes me very regular, if you know what I mean. <laughs> With Bucked Up, you're not just getting a product. You're joining a community that is dedicated to your success. They are here to inspire and support you on the journey to a healthier, more active lifestyle. So use code WEEKLYTRASH20 at checkout for an exclusive 20% off your purchase at buckedup.com. B-U-C-K-E-D-U-P.com. Because it was my favorite. It was oh, so good. I know. I liked it too. Um, well, first of all, I'm so excited for a redemption. And let me just say, I feel so much better today. Going into last time's episode, I was filled with so much anxiety and I didn't know what it was at the time. Yeah. But all of this happened for a reason because looking back, you remember when yeah. I told you that it needed to come down, I was super defensive myself. Like I was like, why did people take this the wrong way? Yeah. I don't understand. And looking back now, and this was a year ago, like almost yeah, to the date. Almost to the date. It's insane. Um, But I'm just able to see it with a little bit better perspective. Going into the episode last time or the interview last time, I was just an anxious like a ball of anxiety and stress and I was not in a good place at all and I think that that definitely affected the way that I um perceived a lot of the you know questions that we discussed and I will say that I felt like it came off way more negative than I actually lived those things if that makes sense oh yeah so for those that don't know um, the episode touched a lot on my life before getting remarried. So yes. my ex-husband, having my daughter, getting remarried, meeting my husband and, you know, just all the in-between yeah. being, becoming a stepmom. And, um, my ex-husband was actually the one that reached out to me and he was frustrated because he felt like, 
the way that I portrayed our relationship and just our um, experience together was not a um, accurate. Yeah, a good depiction of what it really was. Yeah. And at the time, I was like, well, it sounds like you're just getting offended by like the reality, you know? And I just felt like I was in a very prideful state. And I also think that I was so gung-ho on protecting this narrative of my decision. Yeah. You know? Like there's so much that goes into a decision like that. To end a family, to then begin another family. And I just felt... I found myself being so defensive of all of my decisions and I feel like I kind of came off that way in the interview. And at the time, of course, I was in that state of mind, so I didn't see it. But looking back and even thinking about a few of the things that were said, and I was actually talking to him last night, you know, just giving him the heads up that I'm going to be going back on. I'm going to be talking about this. And um, he reminded me of a couple things that were said and like hearing them like almost made me cry. Like I was like that is not at all how I really felt about our relationship. Like there was so much more good than there was bad. Yeah. And I feel like the at the time in my life, and this was just a year ago, but I feel like I've gone through so much healing and like really been able to look at it objectively and not from an emotional state. I I do see where he's coming from. Yeah. I understand why it was hurtful to hear me discuss things that we did in that way and I understand how it came off negative and then also to bleed into like my step parenting I was going through so much with that yeah you guys had only been married for what I think a year at that time but you know the first six months to six to eight months were just like kind of blissful you know and we were just enjoying being married and then at that time things really got hard and got real it was like no, you're a mom to teenage boys, you know? And like, this is so different than being a mom to a little girl and you're co-parenting not only with his ex, but now you have your ex who's like dating someone else. There was just so much going on. And I honestly just think I was not, I don't like not to take, not to not take accountability because I definitely like do take accountability for the way that I felt at that time. And I also think that those feelings at that time were valid. For sure. But your perception isn't always reality. And I think that my stress at the time was definitely bleeding into my perception um, as well as holding on so tight to my narrative of, you know, why we got divorced and uh, my part in it and the way I saw myself in whatnot anyway I won't go on and on about that but that's just basically the reason why the reason reason why why we put it down yeah we ended up taking it down yeah that was a long explanation no but I think it was a good one because it's the number one question I get and when people have asked me I'm like she just asked for personal reasons because I don't want to be sharing you know why's because at the time I was like I felt the same. I was like, why is he getting so offended? Like it's not that big of a deal and now also looking back I'm like okay yeah that probably was not fun to hear and so I'm glad that we have you back and we can do a redemption on it. Yeah, I appreciate you doing another redemption and for being so understanding at the time. And I know that that was hard for you as well because you were like, I don't want to just like waste my time and like take everyone's podcast down, you know? And so for sure, I appreciate you doing that because I think, you know, not only did it mean a lot to Blake, but looking back, I 
do regret the way in which I said things. Yeah. You know, and I don't want that. I'm thinking Out there like forever. Yeah, like Maud's gonna listen to this one day. Yeah. I don't want her hearing me talking talking about her dad that way, who yeah. I actually respect and love as a person. And yeah. You know, I, yeah, I just, I think that there's a bigger picture there. So there totally I'm is. grateful to you for allowing me to, you know. Well, I would chance. say anytime, but like, I really <laughs> hope we don't delete this. One. I know. <laughs> I'm really like, I'm trying to just be like, like open like, and honest. Yeah, be but, open and honest. Don't feel like you have to filter yourself so much because we yes. still want the real authentic to me because that was why it was one of my favorites is because you, you were just so yourself. So it's funny that you say that you had so much anxiety because looking back, I'm like, I felt like you were so confident, but it was because you were almost defensive. Like you were trying to prove a point in the storyline that you wanted to tell. So I'm glad you're back, but let's not delete this yes, one. Let's, let's, let's keep this one. We won't. We won't. Um, I'm in a much better headspace. Okay, good. Can we talk about <laughs> another elephant in the room, which was the mean comment that I got yes. from your sister-in-law? <laughs> the way did you get a lot of mean comments no okay it was literally just her no way um and I actually like I said your podcast was one of my favorites and it was a lot of other people's favorites mostly because the anal talk that we had for about like five minutes it was literally (laughs) this tiny of a portion but Shawnee did not like that portion (laughs) whatsoever and I remember that I got that review in and I was like Oh my gosh. So obviously I Googled the name on the review and she put her own real name there. And I'm like, she at least hide sure. it. Yeah, like, no, she made sure. Pretend. Yeah. What what was Brett's reaction when he saw that? Was he like, um, typical? Or was he like, I I should say something? Um, initially, I think both of us were like, Why wouldn't you come to us first? Yeah. You know? Um, and then, you know. Brett is a little bit more diplomatic when it comes to these things and he grew up so I told you this last time but his dad was in the entertainment industry he worked at Capitol Records like he's a big deal yeah and his family is a pretty big deal when it comes to the public eye and so they are very um sensitive to those types of things so I can understand where she's coming from because they were all born into that and so it was very much like PR you know, protect the family's name. And so I think it was just a little bit shocking. Um, not that they're prudes, because when we have conversations, it's very open. It's yeah. very normal. Yeah. But I think it's, it was more just like, again, I think it came back to, and this was Blake saying this. I actually never talked to Sean about it. So I won't speak for her. But Blake was just like, again, like Maud's going to listen to this, you know, yeah. like represent yourself in a way that you'd be proud of yeah. Maud listening to this in 10, 15 years, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. that kind of woke me up a little bit yeah. to some of the things. Not that I, I want to be a prude or yeah. not be open and honest. I think yeah. those things can be really helpful, yeah. but it just helped me kind of realize, you know what, like, yeah, I do want to carry myself in a way that I'm going to be proud of in 15, yeah. 20, 30, 40 yeah, years, yeah. you know? And so I, I can't speak for Sean and she's not here. So I want to be tread very lightly on that. But I think if I had to guess, that's kind of where she was coming from. Yeah. And it's, you know, she's 20 years older than my husband. Yeah. So there different is times. just yeah, just such different times, you different know? Different times. So she's entitled to her opinion. And I, if it were me, I would have definitely reached out before making a comment like that. Yeah. But... Well, she really doesn't like me. The <laughs> comment was basically just about me. I'm like, okay, I'm dreadful. Okay. Um, but moving past that, because I that's something people just wanted me to bring up. Yeah. Obviously, it happened forever ago, and I at this point, I laugh when I see it. I think it's really funny. Um, but for those who didn't get to listen to the first episode, can you kind of tell us what was the, the ending reason of why you and Blake did end up getting divorced? 
Yeah, I mean, it's nothing super exciting or dramatic or anything. I think I got more into it last time, just like the whole of the relationship, which at this point, like, it doesn't really matter. It all came down to we just spoke different love languages and we didn't do the best job at speaking each other's, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we just weren't a good match and we were always just like really good friends, you know? Yeah. And well, it's obvious because you're still friends. Yeah, exactly. And there's so much respect and love still, but it just didn't work out in a romantic sense. And we're both totally okay now. Yeah. How did it affect Maud? Um, there was definitely a, a an adjustment. Yeah. Uh, Maud is super like ultra aware. Her and I kind of share in that like empathy, like empath, you know, yeah. state where we just feel everything so deep. And so she's still, I feel like, going through a little bit of an adjustment. I think it's with me. Like, it's been really, really healing and eye-opening just over this past year to, like, dig down deep to figure out, like, what behavior is really telling us, you know? Yeah. Because for the longest time, I thought, oh, she's resenting Brett. But I think right now, like, the biggest thing I'm trying to work on is, like, making sure she feels safe like as an individual but also like safe in our relationship yeah because there would be so many times where brett will literally say something and she just ignores it and she'll be like um so yeah mom and i'm like for the longest time i thought oh she's like not comfortable with brett yet but as i've like kind of learned a little bit more i'm like no i think that she might be struggling a little bit with like our connection so i've been kind of working on that so it's been interesting to see just the the things there's yeah. you get affected by everything in life like we're so sensitive to everything yeah. and especially to energy and just like the emotions i was going through during the divorce and the emotions her dad w- was going through and the remarriages and the the new step siblings you know yeah, like yeah, she's yeah. been through so much at such a, such a young age and you think oh they're kids they're resilient and that's true but yeah. they still are experiencing those things and they're not able to unpack it the way that we are as adults so I think that she has been a champ and she's an incredible human being and she is going to be fine, but that doesn't mean that it hasn't affected her and that it won't, you know, come out in different times in her life, you know, but I think that's life Because she was three when you guys... She was three when we got divorced, yeah. yeah. So she was young and now she's in first grade and that's I know. so crazy. So oh my crazy. Gosh. So another thing I want to touch on before we ask new questions is meeting Brett. So Brett is your husband now and you guys have a pretty big age gap with each other. 40 years to be exact. 47 years. No, no, no. For people who don't know, we're kidding. It's what? 10? 11? 16. 16. Okay. Yes. So a little more than 10. Significant. And Blake what's... and I were 12, fun fact. Yes. And so You just like the older men. I actually don't it's just kind of like happened to me i Wait, don't that's know that's so crazy because yeah i've always dated i mean and when you're in high school you're not going to date someone 10 years older but like no. i've always dated someone my age or a year older maybe two years older and that was wild for me but blake just kind of happened and honestly i tell that people all the time i'm like i think blake happened to me one for mod but two so that the 16 year age gap wouldn't be so weird for me because it really isn't i'm like i've already done 12 what's another yeah, four you know no for real though because how old is brett <laughs> he's 45 and and i'm 29 you're that's yeah that is an age gap yeah because he has his twin not twin boys he has his teenage boys yes like you said you're a stepmom now and when you came on you said it was a hard adjustment has it gotten better so much better oh yeah. my gosh yes if you're listening to this and you're blending a family just hold on tight because it's a ride yeah and it takes so much 
patience and love and communication and actual work like you have to put work into it but it's gotten so much better what things have you guys done to make it better I think just like it helps to have a partner who is as communicative as I am and he really is just so emotionally mature so if I have a concern there's been a hand like when I say in the last three years the amount of complaints and just like me griping there has only been like a handful of times where he's like I'm drawing the line like don't talk about it that way or like that's too far majority of the time he's like let me see where this the root of this is and let's resolve it because like clearly this is frustrating you and that's important to me yeah to resolve this so just it's been like honestly communication and just focusing on your own healing like I am a massive believer and it all comes back to you yeah so I felt like I was being so triggered by the boys by Maude by Blake by his ex and finally when I like just looked within and focused on my healing I was like oh this is a me problem like people are always going to do the things that they're going to do and like Yes, they can contribute to the stress and chaos, but it doesn't have to affect you the way that it we usually allow right. it to, you know? Do you think ketamine had a big play in this? So huge, yes. Well, let's skip right to ketamine oh, and talk I'm about so ketamine. Oh, I'm so happy you're bringing this up. I've always been interested. I've had friends who have done it. What exactly is ketamine for those who don't know? Um, ketamine is, it's a drug. A lot of people know it as like a recreational drug. And they don't have that great of experience. So if you have done it recreationally, this is not the same thing. How would you do it recreationally? Just shoot yourself up? I don't know. I want to say it's either snorted or kind of like... Okay. I don't know. Okay. What is it? It's a pill? Because I thought it was like an IV bag and you like sit there. So that's how the doctor... Does it? Yeah. If you get it administered by a doctor, that's how they do it. Gotcha. Um, but I don't know recreationally. I've only heard a couple of people that have done it and they're like, I did not have a good experience. And it's typically because it's very fickle. Like if you don't get the perfect amount, you have a terrible trip or you just don't get quite deep enough. So essentially it's a hallucinogen. Is that what the word is? Hallucinogen? Asking the dumb girl Uh, in the room. I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah. But um, similar to mushrooms, I wouldn't say it's anything like weed. I actually haven't done mushrooms, but people that I've talked to that have done both have said it's a similar thing. But what I love about it, um, not only do I like love the trip, like it's such, oh my gosh, I could cry thinking about it. It is the coolest experience like it's out of this world. You you just realize in the same moment how small you are and insin- insignificant. Yeah. But then at the same time, how powerful and incredible you are yeah. and that you are like an infinite being that's going to continue forever. And it's just like this realization that's just like, like nothing matters. But at the same time, like everything matters. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I it's What made just, you want to do it in the first place? So... It helps with depression, anxiety, PTSD. What it's doing is the drug is actually re, um, re, what's the word? Rebuilding. Yeah. Or rewiring your brain pathways. Gotcha. And so when you experience trauma, trauma, (laughs) trauma, (laughs) when you experience any sort of trauma, you have like a chemical reaction and your brain actually like rewires, like brain pathways will like disconnect and like 
brain doctors who have done the science can explain it better, but they've done scans of the brain to show like brain matter and brain pathways. And it'll show like dark spots of matter from people who have gone like who have been in war, who have dealt with like insane amount of sexual trauma or whatever it is that you've dealt with. And then they've given them these rounds of ketamine and it's like lightened up the brain matter and like re re um wired the brain pathways yeah so it's used to help with ptsd depression anxiety and i was just experiencing a whole plethora of all those things so So your first time doing it what tell us how it went down sit there get it administered yeah and then you just trip yeah um so the first time was a crazy crazy experience so i'm trying to think when this was i think it was after our episode really aired and that whole thing with blake and i went down and we resolved it but i just like felt so stuck in it yeah like and now still a heaviness now i know why because i needed to work through so much of that narrative that i was trying to hold on so like hard to yeah you know but there was that mixed with just like the co-parenting and things not going well there and um, stepmom stuff and then just feeling like this disconnect with Maude. It was yeah. just such a heavy time and I can't – oh, I was also withdrawing off of my antidepressant. Oh. So all of this was happening at the same time. And I was just like done with it. I was taking the tiniest amount of my Zoloft. Is it Zoloft? Yeah, Zoloft. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm done. Like, this makes me feel numb. And but then also I'm feeling like I'm not feeling better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. like I feel everything, but I can't let it out because I'm numb. In a exactly. Sense. It's almost exactly. like it's trapped. Yes. Yeah. And I just felt this like strong sense to come off of it. I had also just gotten on Adderall for ADHD and I had an absolute like manic episode on it. Like freaking out in the parking lot shaking like panic attack and I was like I need to get off of this stuff like yeah I've always been super passionate about alternative medicine um but it was in that moment that I was like this is not like it's fine if it works for other people this is not for me like this is not working for me and Oh my gosh, I'm gonna cry. I already know it's I why got I, tissues. <laughs> I got tissues. I got tissues. I hope I'm not the first person to cry on here. No, Maddie cried last. Just okay, the good, other day. So good. you're good. Because I didn't wear mascara specifically because I knew that this is the tissues have, for when they come. <laughs> yes, thank okay. you. But I, it was just such a hectic time, and then it was coming off of that um, medication, and I just withdrawed like crazy it was both the medications at the same time that I think yeah did it but I just got super suicidal and it was like there was no other you know you feel those low moments in your life and I feel like everyone can relate to some extent of like oh life's overwhelming I don't want to do this anymore this was like no I'm planning how to do it I want to make sure Maude doesn't find me like how am I gonna do this so that like it affects the people that I love the most the least you know like I don't want Brett to find me I don't want the boys to find me Maude like I need to do this in a way that it's easy cleanup like I'm researching these things like I am done like Like, I'm out yeah it's like the only way out at this point and I could just like feel like everyone's pain from my decision to get divorced and I just felt so responsible 
And I know it was a combination of, you know, withdrawing and like all the hecticness happening and the adjustments and everything. But I could also see just like see and feel the pain of Blake and Maude. And like, I think it took that episode coming out and Blake like, because Blake's not an emotional person at all. So to have him be so passionate, I was like, I freaking hurt him, you know? And that was just like a wake-up call to me. I was like, I know this decision was what was right for me, but that doesn't mean it didn't affect other people. And that doesn't mean that it's not going to have like a continued domino effect, you know? And I think it was just that reality where I was just like, I can't live with this, you know? Like... I made this decision, but I just felt like I could not live with the decision, you know? Anyway, so I just was like, I'm done. And luckily I said something to Brett. I was not planning on it. Like I was planning on just like being done. And I can't remember what I said to him, but I just kind of mentioned to him like in a joking way, which you start to realize like when people are serious about it, like... Take those things serious. Like if they bring those things up in any way, because I think I just made like a joking comment, like, oh, like as simple as like things we say all the time. Yeah. But just like, oh my gosh, how easy would it be if I just like didn't wake up tomorrow? Like, I think it was something as simple as that. And like, just goes to show how in tune Brett is to like me, because he immediately was like, no, absolutely not. Like, and really took me serious and was just like yeah you are like I I don't even know how it ended up happening because he didn't say it to me he reached out to Blake and he was like I'm really worried about her and it's just so sweet like knowing that like how easy it would be as someone who's been like so hurt in a relationship is going through the healing process themselves single dad going through so much you know yeah craziness at work to just be like figure it out bro she's your problem now yeah she's you know? your wife not yeah. mine anymore yeah she chose you so exactly but just to see how like they came together and literally like saved my life like they both so that's the reason i'm bringing any of this up is because that's what led me to ketamine so Blake's father-in-law is the one who administers it. Okay. So okay. Dr. Porter, shout out to you. You saved my life. And he does it through this, through a company called New Life. So we'll plug them because they plug are them. incredible and literally saved my life. And I know have saved so many others as well and helped so many people. But Had Blake done it before? Blake had done it before. And so I had heard about it from him before, but I was just like clueless really yeah. as to what it was. So... He actually took the reins and was just like, we need to get her into ketamine. So they got me in like two days later and that was my first session. And it was insane. Like my entire divorce came out in that session. And I can't even tell you like how incredible, like I I think this is why I have such a different way of viewing that relationship because I just realized in that moment like oh my gosh like Blake freaking loves me and like even if it's even if it's as just a human like the way that he was able to like not only him but his girlfriend at the time Brittany so she was there as well in that session and they were like 
holding me while I was just like sobbing and you're it's so crazy because you're tripping and you're not really there but like I kept just calling them in and I was just like apologizing to Blake for like my part in the divorce and for anything that like I felt like was coming up and like thanking Brittany for being there for me and for Maude and for Blake, you know, and they just were there the whole hour, hour and a half session and just like holding me while I just like was a puddle. And I just feel like my entire divorce came out in that session. And um, I did two more sessions after that. And then I got to a place where I just kind of was like feeling like stable, yeah. you know. And then after that, they reached back out to me and they were like, I think you should come in and start your sessions over and do six sessions. They recommend doing six sessions for like the full benefits uh -huh. in like a three week period. And so then that's when I started going in for those sessions and talking about it. And like, I think it was good that I was able to experience it before and get into it like a stable place yeah. because then moving forward, doing the other, the other sessions, I was able to kind of like articulate it better and explain, you know, kind of what it was all about. So after those first three sessions, were you still suicidal or no. had that like gone oh, away? completely went away. Wow. Yeah. And so when you say your divorce came out, what does that look like when you're tripping? Like, are you seeing flashbacks? Are you reliving moments? Is it just feelings? Like, what is it like? Um, everybody's experience is different. For me, I will see images, but it's more just a feeling and a knowing. Like... This is where I, my passion for like everything you have is within you. Yeah. It stems from ketamine because when you get into that state, all these things that you feel like are so overwhelming and like you just don't have a sense of direction and you're just like, where am I? Where am I going? What is going on? Yeah. You're just kind of like, oh, it's all right here. And so it's more of a feeling. It's like, and realizations, like it's your subconscious putting things together that you maybe weren't able to understand from a logical mind. mind so, it. you know, feelings that would come up, I was able to, you know, articulate and like put them into words and then process it and, you know, get it out in a yeah. sense, you know, it's like really You saw cool. full picture almost. Not with the divorce. A lot of like the baby stuff that I've been dealing with yeah. of trying to get pregnant. I have seen a lot of like images with that and like um, friendships that I feel like I've had to kind of mourn. Those have been more visual. My divorce was just like flood of feelings. And it's weird because those sessions are definitely more emotional. Like yeah. I was sobbing, shaking, freezing, you know, adrenaline just rushing. And then uh, there's some sessions where I'm just like, at peace and at ease and I'm seeing things um and I'm not emotional so every session is so different so are you done are you still doing it um I have done six sessions I want to do it for the rest of my life like yeah I I you can do as many maintenance sessions as you want yeah. I plan to do at least one every couple months does Brett do them with you yeah he does and has he does he love them as much as you um, he has had a couple of really good experiences and then he's had a couple of bad ones where you go into a K-hole is what they call it. It's when oh. you have a little bit too much and you feel like you're dying. You feel like you're dead, like essentially. Wait, that's terrifying. Yes, it sounds terrifying. 
I find it exciting and I know that's creepy. You, no, I'm dark. It's kind of weird that I kind of want to try it because I want to be one of those people that no, feels it. I am not kidding. We need to do it. We need to podcast after. I'm so down. You would have the deepest realization. Like we would have the deepest conversation you've ever had. Let's do it. I'm so down. Okay. Because yeah, that is that is a lot to like feel all of those things and process all of that at once. But I'm sure it like cleanses you. Like you probably feel like weight has been completely lifted off of you. Oh, I after each yeah. session. Oh, I can't even explain how freeing it's been. It's been the most incredible thing ever. Yeah, I, I you've convinced me. I kind of already was convinced before <laughs> you even came on, but I'm definitely more convinced now. Would you ever do ayahuasca? Absolutely. Because yes. I feel like the ayahuasca is like even a bigger step. It's more spiritual. It's not as like doctory. Like yes, it's a plant that's in the middle of a rainforest. Yeah, but. I also want to do ayahuasca. I would be so down for that as well. And I will say I've had a lot of really cool spiritual experiences on ketamine. That's what people say too about ayahuasca. It like you see God almost. Oh, yeah. No, I literally have been like right there with God. It's insane. That's insane. (laughs) Like, you know, I don't know how this is for you, but I have had some like pretty, I mean, trauma is a strong word and like it's overused but i've had some religious trauma for sure yeah and i think that anyone who grew up in any sort of religion can relate to some yeah. sort of religious trauma um that may be part of it it may be part of the journey part of the experience so that's the way i like to look at life yeah. but um when it comes to me and my religious experience i've just realized it's so much more about me and my relationship with god But I never really, like, I believed that there was a God. Yeah. But I never had any of those experiences that you've heard of, like, oh, I know he's there or I can feel him there until ketamine. And I was like, that is my father in heaven and he is right there with me. Like, I can tangibly feel him right there. And that was the first experience I've ever had, ever, like that. It was really, really cool. That is very cool. You said that in your experience, you've also had moments about, you know, trying to get pregnant and like feeling, was it feeling a piece of why you aren't getting pregnant? Why, what was coming up in those sessions about that? Yeah. I think a couple of the visuals that I was talking about, it was like me running in a field with just babies and kids and just wanting it so bad. And then a couple of, of realizations of just like, not right now. And that's okay you know, just be yeah. patient, like not right now. So I, I have found a lot of peace and not that there's not hard days where I'm like, it's all I want, Yeah. but I definitely have found peace throughout, um, the difficult process of just like timing really is everything. And like God's right there and he loves you and he wants that for you. He wants yeah. that for you more than anything. But like, he also knows when the right time is you know like all in god's time and just like learning to trust that a little bit more have you been to a doctor about what's going on like do you know why it's taking so long have there been any answers so i was diagnosed with endometriosis um and i'm just taking a little bit different of approach i know that i could probably go in and get the surgery for that you know um i'm a little bit more alternative in that sense where i'm like if something's off in my body to me, it's tied to something emotional. 
And so I've been trying to focus more on healing the emotional part of me. And I think I mentioned in my last episode that I really had the worst pregnancy and the worst postpartum. And I really struggled. Like becoming a mom was really hard for me. And I think I'm still healing a lot from that as well. And so I'm just focused right now on healing and just like getting into a good emotional and mental place so that I can be the best mom that I can be. And that just feels right to me. And And, and I think that's great because we did talk about it last time about how postpartum was really hard for you. And it's interesting how it is so hard. It was so hard, but you still really want it. Like you still crave being, having a baby again and going through all of that, which in a sense is a good direction that like you are healing because you know, you do want that even though you know it's hard. So I'm sure down the road, it's all going to, it's all going to work out. Yeah. Like it's all going to go into the right direction and you'll have a good postpartum. Yes. You won't have the depression and you'll get to be a mommy, but you already are a mom to three. I know. Three. It's crazy. That is how old is the oldest boy? He just turned. Oh no, he'll be nineteen. <laughs> he'll oh. be nineteen in a few months. He's a senior though, right? No, he graduated. He graduated. He's in college. Yeah, it's wild. It's a wild time. That is so crazy. So you guys had kind of drama house stuff. You're trying to get a house. You're the rent situation. They were saying get out of the house, and you're trying to get a new place. You're at a new place now. Can I tell you something about that? Yes. Sorry, we can get back to this. No. We got our, you like have it, put a deposit down for when you rent, whatever. Yeah. They asked for like double, which some people do. Some people just do like first month's rent, whatever. But some people do double. So we thought, oh, no problem. We'll get it back. We, I think our deposit was like $5,000 or something. We got $500 back. And do you know what the main expense was? (laughs) We had a damn gopher in our yard (laughs) and I'm so embarrassed to even say it because I would look outside and there was like mounds of dirt that would be in the yard and I was like, did someone come in airy? Like what is going on? (laughs) But I never like looked into it. Oh, We had had a freaking gopher. They had to fix the gopher problem. Yes. So. Oh, you guys needed a dog. (laughs) And then the dog would have scared the gopher away. Oh, like how I just, that shows my mental state and where I was You're at like, while we were living there. Why is there dirt piles everywhere? <laughs> What's going on, Maud? What are you doing in the backyard? No, I genuinely thought, because so, they took, here's where I think that they are wrong for this. They were in charge of the yard. So oh. why was it our responsibility to like detect the yard and the holes in the yard? Yeah, right. Well, they would have noticed. Yeah, that actually doesn't add up. No. That does not add up at all. Nope. We need a lawyer. I know. <laughs> we need to call someone up. If you're a lawyer. We need that $4,500. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you did end up finding a place. We did. Are you renting again? We're renting again. So I'm trying to remember. I think it was after. Yes, it was. So much freaking so, happened during that time. It's crazy. It's only been a year. I know. So after that, after I went through all the, and sorry, this is my dark humor coming out, but after Love I almost it. killed myself yeah. and after like yeah. I went through all that stuff. All the shit. Yes. Yeah. We almost bought a house. We put an offer in on the house. Um, We offered like 120000 more than the person that we were like competing with. competing with. And they gave it to the other person. So then I slipped into a little mini depression again. Yeah. It was like right around Christmas time. So I told Brett, I was like, we're not decorating. I we're getting this house. Yeah. I'm not decorating until yeah. we're in our house. Exactly. 
we didn't end up decorating and then we ended up not getting the house and then we ended up just celebrating over at my sister's house because we didn't have a damn tree so which it was that's not depressing at all like that probably no. didn't help whatsoever <laughs> no it was so bad just wake up christmas morning to nothing nothing oh. no christmas no. sorry kiddos i know did you have mod you didn't have mod that christmas did you no which was another which depressing is another reason why, yeah let's just, <laughs> let's just pile it on let's, let's go <laughs> it was a year oh my gosh yeah so does it ever do you ever feel jealousy because like blake has his house and like that is a past life that you could have lived like you if you didn't get a divorce, do you ever feel a sense of like ugh, jealousy? Like, I wish I was in a house with you, but like not with you, but like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, no, I'll be honest. No, I'm just so happy for him and I'm happy for him and his wife. Um, and I'm so happy that Maude at least had one place to go Yeah. that felt like home and they made it so cute and like homey and nice for her. And this was the one thing I was jealous about. She would, she always wanted to spend more time over there. And I'm like, I get it. But like, also, wait, yeah, like, like I want to spend time with you, you yeah. know? So that was the one hard thing is that all of the kids actually, because they're the boy's mom. They live in like an 11,000 square foot home. Yeah. And then Maud's dad lives in this big, nice new home. And so they were like, we don't want to be here. We'll see you guys once a month. <laughs> You're like, okay, we need we need a better house now. Yes, yes. <laughs> we so need more space. We had to kind of buy back their love a little bit and yeah. get some more space. And things are going well now. I well, will that's say. good. That's yeah. good. You have seem to have a really good relationship with Blake's wife. Yeah. When he kind of did he ever approach you and say, "Hey, I'm going to marry her"? Was there ever like a conversation, or was it like, "Surprise, we're engaged"? We were involved in the entirety of their relationship. Oh, really? Because it was a little bit up and down. Gotcha. Um, they dated shortly after Brett and I started dating. And then she um, was, she before her and Blake got together, she was like engaged. Oh, okay. To another guy or about to get engaged or talking Something, about getting married. Okay. Yeah. And she ended up going back to him and then came back. So Brett was actually Blake's therapist during that entire thing. Like, like he's like, dude, I get it. This is my third marriage. Yes. <laughs> like, here, I got an ear or two. I can, I can help you out. <laughs> Shoulder to cry on and yeah. here. So they, we were very aware of like the ins and outs of their relationship. So nothing was really a surprise. No. And you liked her right off the bat because you guys, again, seem to have a great relationship. Is it ever weird seeing Blake with another like woman or seeing Maude with like a, a stepmom? No. I mean, there's that natural like adjustment yeah. to, oh, this, like we were married, you know, and like this is new, yeah. you know, but no, like really initially it was just, I want Blake to be happy, you know, um, and Brittany and I click on so many levels, like her just, just like even the, um, the way of life as far as like medicine goes and just because her dad's health the and one wellness yes did it. yeah like she's super passionate about the things that i'm passionate about like gut health and like emotional therapy and just like all those things that i feel like we have so much in common and so much to talk about yeah. which makes it very nice and cuts the the awkwardness totally but again like i can't speak for her i'm sure there's been like an adjustment on her end as well, you know, because you guys are so close like that. Me personally, if I got divorced, 
I don't. You want to never see them again? I would <laughs> never. Like, please don't come into my life. Like, I'll see you at drop off. I'll see you at soccer games or football games or graduations. But I'm not trying to have dinner at your house. I'm not yeah. trying to decorate your house for you. Yes. <laughs> like, I want those boundaries. Yeah, we've done both of those things. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's very unique. But I also think some people might think it's weird. But I think it's healthy that you guys are able to still be in each other's lives for Maud. Yeah. I think that's huge for Maud. No, it's good for sure. I feel like we found a good healthy balance because before Brittany and Blake got married and especially when they were kind of in the up and yeah. ups and downs and like figuring out if they were going to get married, we were like over there all the time. Like, yeah. Literally, I was over there decorating his yeah. house. We filmed the pilot of the, the show, show which over we at about. his yeah. house. Yeah. yeah. And we were like in his home filming it there, you yeah. know? And so there was definitely like, I remember there being weirdness and I'm just now remembering this, but I remember there being weirdness where I was like, wait, you guys don't want us here all the time? Like <laughs> weird. Why, Brittany? Like, I don't get it. You know, then I'm like, oh, duh. Like we all need our own space. We all need our own like... Yeah you know, our routine, own routine. Our, yeah. And we, there needs to be that. The boundary. Yes. There needs to be that boundary. So after, you know, jumping over that small adjustment or hurdle, I think things have been really good. At least from my perspective, things yeah. have been really good and respectful and everyone just respects each other. And I think that's that huge. that's key. That's huge. Yeah. Let's talk about the show. Okay. A, I have to know why did you film it at Blake's house? You're like, my house isn't cute enough. No, literally because there was nowhere to go in my house to film. We had one little tiny sitting room in the front area. It was a glorified apartment. Like for everyone who thinks that I'm dramatic, it was 1,800 square feet and there was five of us. And three of those people were over six foot. So it was freaking crammed, yeah. you know? Yeah. So there was not like a ton of space to film. Yeah. And they also were interested in our dynamic and we were like in the zone of like going over there often and Maud was, um, Maud's school is right down the street from Blake's house. And so I would pick Maud up and then go take her home to yeah. change and do like after school snack and stuff just because it was right there and convenient, yeah. you know? So we were just over there a lot and it was just normal at the time, you know? Was Blake okay with being on camera? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was a couple things that were brought up that he was kind of like, eh, I don't like the way that that was said, but he was like, eh, yeah, like, I'll whatever. sign the form. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You can put my face in and it. And I don't know if he's going to be, oh, I don't, well, yeah, I don't know. Well, let's, is the show happening? I don't know. I don't know how much I can say. Gotcha. And I, because it's been one of these things where it has been teased and, oh, it's coming. It's coming. We're yeah. just wait. It's coming. And first it was, you know, oh, we got to wait because so-and-so's not doing so hot or, yeah. oh, we got to wait because, you know, COVID or something like just random things coming up. And it's like, so, yeah. so now what? Like, yeah. we're just waiting for people to buy it. We're just waiting for like, <laughs> what's going on? All of those are true. And we've been taken through all of the same like ups and downs yeah. and just confusion because they don't tell you a lot. Like yeah. they'll give you little like, hey, we met and then you won't hear from them for a month. And you're like, okay, is it still going? Like it's yeah. very, but once I learned the industry a little bit better and understood that there are shows that are like super successful that took like seven years to get picked up, I'm like, oh, we're one of the luckier ones that yeah. we're even like- In the process. That we're being fought for by multiple networks, you know? Yeah. So 
Yes, I will say yes, it's happening. I can't give details onto when or who or any of that, but yes, it is happening and we well, that's yeah. exciting. So yeah. If anyone has no idea what we're talking about, it's basically like what would you say the show premise is? Um, I would say it's the whole allure of it is young Utah moms that are also involved in social media. And I think it's just such a crazy concept yeah. of all of us pretty much grew up doing social media because it was like the tail end of our high school experience yeah. or like all of high school for some of us. And then into motherhood that it's just such a crazy take, you yeah. know, if you think about it. And it's so Utah. So Utah. So like so Utah. Yeah. Because we all get married when we're 12. Exactly. And so it's just yeah, a different dynamic. Yes. Then there's that whole aspect of like we're all young moms but yeah. you know we're all yeah yeah it's an it's an interesting concept so that's basically the premise of the show well i can't wait to see it when it comes hopefully I know. soon because I know. i've had it's funny because i've had a majority of people who are rumored to be on the show come on the podcast mm -hmm. and it's like okay well maybe by the time they come on the trailer will be out and yeah. then it's like oh Maybe when they come on, the trailer will be out. Okay, maybe when they come on, the trailer will be yes. out. And so, who knows? Maybe maybe next maybe year. Maybe next we, year when we do this again. Um, maybe the trailer will come let's out. Let's just make it a yearly yeah, thing. Yeah, every September we'll just have you on and we'll do a whole. Maybe next time Update. we'll do ketamine first. Yes, please. And that's a good idea. Yeah. Um. So mm -hmm. with life, where do you see where do you see life going the next five years? Do you guys want to stay where you're at right now? Obviously, you want to stay in Utah because of you know mod kids school, but what's what's in the works for the Ingman family? Um, I think it all depends on. I mean, this show could change our lives in yeah. a huge way for both good and bad. Um. We could have a couple babies in the next year or two. Um, I say couple because I kind of am hoping for twins. For twins? <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> Would you do IVF? I Because you say you like the more different approach to medicine. Yeah. yeah. I, I just learned that there's a way that you can do it without all the hormones. Oh, really? So I would, I would consider something like that. If it got me twins, yes. Because I'm thinking twins and then I could be done, you know? Yeah. Two for one. Yes. So... Hoping for a couple of babies. Um, would love to be able to build a home. Like that's been my biggest thing for the last couple of years. I just feel this like n underlying nesting vibe the last couple of but years. You've never had a permanent place. Like it's always kind of been up in the air. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I'm just feeling this sense of like I want roots. I want land. I want a home. I want to create a home and a safe space for my family. I want to feel present. I want to have a good routine. It's just yeah. so nesty of me. Yeah, I love it. So domesticated. I'm so growing up. Are you baking bread? Are you <laughs> not churning quite. butter? Like, not quite. What there else yet. are we doing? <laughs> no, okay. I just feel like I just have this sense of wanting like what feels natural. Like, yeah. which if, if that's like I don't look at my phone for two weeks, I'm not looking at my phone and I'm extremely present with my kids and I'm extremely intentional with conversation with my husband and we're turning the TV off, you know? It's yeah. just like honoring what feels right to me, you know? Does it scare you about doing the show then with that kind of mindset? Yeah, it does. Um, 
It also scares me for the kids. I was talking to Angie about it today, yeah. actually. About- Which is your kid's stepmom for those who yes, don't know. Yes, yes. Sorry. Um, so I was, yeah, I was just discussing, you know, what that would look like. Because she was on Housewives, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So yes. she kind of gets it. Yeah. So she kind of understands how the reality TV world can be. And not every show is the same, but, you know... It, it's hard because you can only control so much. Yeah. And you're so, not a producer. Right, right. So when it comes to the kids, especially for Maude, like I'm glad that she brought it up because she was just kind of like, I just don't know if I want the, the boys involved at all, at all, you know? And then she was like, what about Maude? And then instantly I was just kind of like, it's crazy because the boys can actually like understand it a little bit more and consent or not. But like Maude's not old enough to do that. Yeah. And so I'm just grateful to have like that perspective before going into it because i don't want to regret anything yeah, especially like looking when it, back yes especially like, when it comes to the kids yeah but my goal with that is to just be completely authentic and just be me and similar to how i feel with social media if i'm feeling burnt out and i feel like it's too much or if it's getting in the way with connecting with my husband or my kids like yeah it'll take the back burner you know which i think that's a good mindset it is hard though when that is how you're making money yeah and if that is the, the way you are be able to get the house of your dreams and things like that. And that's when people get stuck. And it's like, well, I've bought all these things. I've done all this. I can't just put this to the side now. Yeah. Like, do you have like a game plan for you're like, okay, we are going to be smart. Like if we become the Kardashians, if we, like <laughs> we need to find a way to where this isn't the only source of income is this show. Cause yeah. what does Brett do for work? So he does real estate. He also does consulting for gotcha. like different businesses and like raises money for um personal investments and real estate investments so he has his thing that he does um and if all else fails and it's just not working I'm not afraid to walk away and I'm pretty good at like honoring myself in that way you know and I think I've proved proven that enough throughout life to be able to go you know what if this is not working or if relationships start to take a toll I'm I'm gonna check myself you know do you think over the years you've gotten less materialistic? Because I feel like I've seen you talk about it before, and maybe I'm totally making this up, but I feel like you've said before, like I've, you've cared less about the materialistic things once you married Brett, and it's like you guys are, have a completely different life. You're trying to merge all these kids together. You're living in a 1800 square foot home. Like you've become to a point where you're like, okay, not all these things matter. Yeah, I think that I don't think that there's necessarily anything wrong with having things yeah but I think my mindset now is just like more minimal yeah like I find for me that the happiest I feel and the most content I feel is when I'm doing less and when I have less and when I'm I've just cleaned out my closet and I'm working with less in my closet and I'm worried less about what I'm going to wear for an event and more about like how I'm going to connect with people. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, I love that. So I, yeah, I would say I I definitely have an appreciation for nice things. Like I pride myself in like, I want my garage to be dialed. I want everything to have a place. I want to drive a nice, reliable car that like I enjoy the look of. I want to have a nice wedding ring. I want to, you know, there are things that I definitely can appreciate, but I think that that it very quickly can take over and it can distract you from the things that are most important in life, which are relationships and connecting with people. Which is so, it, 
this world right now is really hard to connect with people because we're connecting through a screen mm-hmm. with literally everything that it's it's like I, a false sense yeah of connection like i'm noticing myself just like scrolling and i'm like what my kids are in front of me like i can look at this instagram story later like i won't be able to relive this moment with my kids right now but it's like this just addiction to just like be be in the the realm of what's going on on your phone yeah and it's scary it's hard and i think everyone can relate to that so you got to give yourself grace because we live in that world and it wouldn't be realistic to just turn a complete blind eye to it and be like not at all like that's the world we live in and you just kind of have to find that balance which is hard and it's not going to be a perfect linear process um but you're also doing way better than you think that you're doing and the fact that you recognize it shows that you're intentional and that you care for sure and i just have to do a good job of you know the comparison too with social media it's like don't compare yourself so much because that's where you really what is it jealousy is the thief of joy like and it truly is oh yeah so well i'm excited about um the show and all the things that it'll bring hopefully we see it soon um, but that means it's time for personal trash now because we've done our little dumpster deep dive onto me. Um, what happened to you this week? Any good trash? Any things you want to discuss? Personal Trash is sponsored by Club Soda Utah. Club Soda was founded in 2020 by Sydney Reed when she was 16 years old. After recently working at a catering company, she saw that many people were planning parties, weddings, and events with DIY Utah soda bars. If you live in Utah, you get the hype. With the hassle of having to buy everything, come up with a menu, all while trying to enjoy an event, she decided to do something about it. Club Soda is a full-service wedding and event soda bar with a goal to be as memorable as can be for your special day. With Soda Club, your soda bar can be yours. Come up with your own specialty drinks or use curated menus of popular drinks created by Sydney. With over seven years of event and wedding experience, Sydney has seen the soda bars and she knows what she's doing. They are a fun way to have something unique yet familiar at your event. With everything taken care of, all you have to do is show up and enjoy your day. So obviously I'm using them at my weekly trash party and I cannot wait. The drinks are going to be iconic. So go follow her on Instagram at club soda underscore Utah UT. That's C-L-U-B-S-O-D-A underscore U-T. And get ready to have your little soda bar just the way you want it. Any shows? Hmm, I'm not. I mean, I haven't been like a huge show person lately. Mostly just because there was just hecticness with the move and everything. We didn't even have a TV up for the longest time. But we did just get done watching the new um, Ultimatum. Okay, I have never watched it because it looks so bad. (laughs) it this season was bad but i will say the first season or the first i think there's two seasons before i think this was season three you need to watch well because the whole premise entertaining the whole premise is basically either we get married or we break up yes and it's like okay well it sounds like you just need to break up i know i know if that's the ultimatum it doesn't sound like one of you wants to marry you yeah it sounded like you guys have made the decision do people actually end up okay at the end do you want to know for this one yeah, I'm not going to watch it. Spoiler alert. Okay, okay, spoiler alert. If you're invested in the ultimatum, which is the most <laughs> random show to be invested in, they all end up getting married, which is bizarre because the other ones like they end up. So you do a trial marriage with someone with else someone who's else. there. 
And a lot of them end up hooking up. They end up with the other person, like not the person they came with. So this was shocking. They all ended up with the original person and they ended up getting married. And like, do we think they're going to get divorced? I think a couple of them will. Yes. I don't, I hate to put that vibe out there, but yes. But that's, it almost seems like they're just doing it for like the fame. Like let's get married, make some money off of this. I don't know. I mean, maybe. It's hard to know. There's so many shows that's now. That's the thing. I feel like every show's like that now. And that's why none of the dating shows are that great. Because I'm like, do you even care? Yeah. Like The Bachelor, that's, oh, that's gone a, to that's shit. That's dead. Although I am excited for the golden one. Okay. Um, Matt James's mom is one of the contestants. Okay, wait. I'm stoked. Yes. Is that not amazing? Cute. And the guy's like super good looking. Yes. He seems oh. like your type to me. You know? I like, know. Really I'm not going to lie. I'm getting <laughs> hot bothered. Like, wait a second. Third time's the charm. Should, we, <laughs> should I go on this show? He's just 75. <laughs> hey, what's another couple 30, 40 I've years? I've done 12 and 16. <laughs> Let's do 40. Let's just start multiplying. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I am excited about no, that, though. I, I think I'll watch that one. It's just new sure. and fresh. Like, we've seen it all with The Bachelor. Yeah. And it's just, it slowly was, after Brett went on, like, it just really went downhill. <laughs> That's what it was. That's totally was what it was. And it was Claire's. Claire's. Yes. Claire blocked me on Instagram. What? <laughs> yes. Hey, do you, hold on. I need to say this. And if I'm, if I have you blocked, I apologize because I think that there's something weird where it's blocking me. No, this was not, this was intentional. Okay. Okay. Tell me this because was, this okay. was intentional. No, she did her pregnancy announcement where she was at like, it was like a clothing line to like dry up clothes uh-huh. and it was her and her husband or they're engaged. They're either engaged or they're married. And she's, they're putting the onesie and next to the onesie is two tiny pink shirts. And then there's like a pajama dress, like a lingerie pajama dress, and then like a big t-shirt. And there was no clarifying anything. Like there wasn't like, oh, this is so-and-so's shirt. This is, and so it looked so weird. I was like, whose pink small t-shirts are these? Like, what was the, what was the organization here? And being a pop culture girly and like I podcast and talk about this kind of stuff so I posted the the reel of her announcement and I'm like I'm so confused like what is going on and she saw that and blocked me and I was like wait what and instead of like clarifying clarifying because the caption didn't say anything I guess the pink shirts were because he has two previous daughters oh but that wasn't in the caption at all and like Nobody knows that about him. He's not like in the eye of the public. So nobody knows. So I'm just sitting here like, what the fuck are these two pink shirts yeah, doing? Yeah, and yeah. what is the lingerie? And what like what is going on? Yeah, that's and she odd. was very offended and she blocked me, which I get it. Like protect your space, Claire. I get it. I was <laughs> yeah. giving you toxic I energy. Came, yeah, I came into your lane. Yes, protect your, <laughs> it's your space. Block me. Totally. Yeah, that's but yeah, hilarious. I blocked. Claire blocked me. That's like kind of iconic. Yeah, Claire blocked me, and so did um. Oh, she's on. She was on Selling Sunset. She was like the evil one. Oh, I never saw that. You never watched Selling Sunset? No. Christine, Christine Quinn. Okay. She blocked me because she was. She always talks about how rich she is on the show. Yeah. And her <laughs> one of her high heels had like a sticker where there used to be like a tag, like a Nordstrom Rack tag. You know what I'm talking about? Ooh. And I noticed it in a clip, and so I zoomed in and I said. Christine, we were shopping at TJ Maxx. Like, times are tough. <laughs> and she blocked me. That is incredible. She blocked like, you're me. getting blocked for, like, 
things I'm, that like I'm pointing you're doing out. God's work. Yeah, I'm pointing yeah. out things that need to be pointed out to the public. Like I know Nordstrom Rack doesn't sell Louboutins. Yeah. Okay? So what's going on here, girl? I'm just very visual. Times I'm very are known. tough. Yeah. So I love I've it because guess those what? People. Those people need to be called out. They need to be humbled. They need to be humbled. And and the I'm, fact that they blocked me makes it very clear to me that those were from TJ Maxx or something <laughs> is up because yeah, I hope she finds this episode yes. and I hope she knows we know. She's going to sue me. Chris, she's petty like that. She's yeah. going to come for me. Defamation. She's like, I do not buy yes. my shoes from yeah. Russian Mac. <laughs> That is a You're false line statement. You're being served. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some trash That's for amazing. me this week is I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to put a trash can tattoo on my body. <gasps> Okay, where are you thinking? Because that's a big deal. Um, it's a massive deal. And the reason why it's even happening is because when I got my butterfly tattoo. Yeah, I was going to ask you, are these new? So this one I got right before I got pregnant with Bentley and Brooks. Okay. And it has two Bs in it for Bentley and Brooks. And now I have Bentley, Brooks, and Banks. So okay, I need so to get you- another one. But I am. I'm getting 765 because Bentley has seven letters. Brooks has six and Banks has five. Cute. So I'm getting 765. So I got that taken care of. Um, but when I got this, I was surprising people with what tattoo I was going to get. And people were like, oh, you're going to get a trash can. And I was like, over my dead body, am I putting a trash can? Yeah. I was like, maybe one day if I like hit 10K on Instagram. And then I hit 10K on Instagram and I'm like, shoot. And at my party that I'm throwing, there's going to be a tattoo artist who did my <sighs> tattoo. So I was like, okay, that would be kind of fun if I got like a little teeny tiny like trash can yes. or just something that resembles weekly trash. Yes. And so on my Pinterest board... I have all these like placement spots and I'm like Pinteresting and like cute places like, oh, back of the arm, side of the arm. Blah, blah. And there's a common thread in all these pictures. And it is these women are skinny, very skinny. <laughs> OK, and a tattoo on their arm looks a lot better than my bat wings. OK, no, and I'm it. not I'm not prepared to put something on the back of my arm like stop. it's not going to look good. But Haley Bieber, it looks great. Like, <laughs> she looks flawless. And somehow she looks classy. Where if I did it, I'd look actual like trash. Like, no. it would be... Because somebody's like, do it in the back of your neck. And I'm like, ooh, cute. And I look at these women on Pinterest, and they're these, like, cute Haley Bieber type girls. And I'm like, I would just look like I came from the trailer park no. if I got that. No, you need to work no, on that. No, I'm concerned. Self-image, because that's not true. No, I don't think it would look... I don't think it would look good whatsoever. Okay, wait. Concerned. Can we... Can I ask you something? And then yes. we can go back to that because yes. I do want that's yes. important. We need yeah, to work yes, through yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. Um ketamine will help. I should probably do that. <laughs> Trizepatide. Yes. How's it going? I've lost 12 pounds. Incredible. Congratulations. Um, but I feel like it's like baby weight. Like it should have been coming off naturally anyways, because right. it's like the weight that I gained pregnant. Mm-hmm. I'm like five pounds away from my pre-baby weight. And so I feel like once I hit that mark, that'll be a good indicator on like how well it works because that's like more stubborn fat and that I've been holding on to for years. Uh And so, and also you have been, I mean, you've been making babies and having babies for four, five, four. Well, I have Bentley who's four Brooks two, and then yeah, so five years. I haven't really had like a big enough break to really even get rid of this, any stubborn fat. Yes. So, I'm hopeful. I hope it works because like I'm so active and I've been active for so long that I'm like, I just want my body to like match that mm-hmm. work. Right. It's not That's necessarily fair. that I want to be this like teeny tiny Hailey Bieber girl, which don't get me wrong. Like I do like kind <laughs> of like especially on my Pinterest board. I'm like, damn. But um, I just want to feel like my body matches how fit I am. Yes, that makes so, sense. So 
So well, do you have a goal in mind or are you just yeah. kind of like, I just want to... No, like let's talk numbers. I have a goal. Okay, um, what's the goal? So once when I started, I weighed 195, okay. which... It's kind of crazy to me because I don't feel like I looked like I weighed 195. Not at all. That's shocking to me. Um, my BMI was just like so off. Like it was like, yeah, you're obese. And I'm like, am I though? Because I just ran five miles. Like yeah. I don't think I am actually. And so that was always really weird. So I don't know if my muscle mass is just like a lot thicker or heavier. Or yeah. I don't know. So I started at 195. I'm 182 today. Okay. Uh, my goal is 145. Okay. Which the thought that I have to lose almost 40 pounds, I don't feel like I look like I have to lose 40 no, pounds. No, that is like absolutely shocking to so me. So that's what's that's, so crazy. That's the muscle talking. Well, and that's why I think it's important for me to talk numbers for anyone out there who may be struggling like me, who feels like the scale does not match how they feel, their effort doesn't match. Like there's so many things that come into play with your weight. It's not just fat or muscle or what there's so many things absolutely and so I was always hesitant to share the numbers but I'm like I bet there's someone out there that's like me that's like I'm almost 200 pounds but I don't I I'm fit and I work out like that's not yeah it's not it's not making sense like no like you are healthy the BMI scale is so inaccurate and you're okay but yeah I don't feel like I need to lose 40 pounds so it's more just I want my body to, I guess, look like I weigh 145 because I think right. if I lost 40 pounds, I would look sickly. Like, I don't think I need to lose 40 pounds. No, no. And um, that's the thing where I was going to say, is it a number that you have in mind or are you also taking, you know, the mindset of as you go, because what if you feel exactly. insane at 160? Yeah. And that's know? the thing, because even for me, I feel like if I weigh 170 I'll I'll look like I weigh 140 because that's kind of how I've been my whole life like I've always my scale has literally never matched the way I look like back in high school I looked like I weighed 115 pounds and I weighed 135 yeah so I've always been like 20 pounds heavier than the way I looked so I'm just kind of going wouldn't that be nice I'm the opposite really oh yes do you want to talk numbers Yeah, let's talk numbers. Since we're crunching, since we're crunching numbers. No, but like I, I really am just trying to feel like my body matches, and once I feel like my body matches, then I'm gonna get a tummy tuck. Okay, <laughs> and then, and then we're gonna get rid of all the loose skin. Are you done having kids? I'm done having kids. Okay, like and you're I, for sure, for sure. Yeah, ninety nine point nine percent. Like okay. I'm gonna schedule a vasectomy for Caleb. Okay, like it's and you like, feel good about it. I feel good about it. I feel like Complete. we're completed. And I look at my kids and I'm like, I don't think I can be a good mom to more. Yeah. I really don't think I can. Good. That's honorable so, to be able to recognize your limits. So yeah. And so with having babies, you know, and the gaining weight, because I also gain like 80 pounds when I'm pregnant. Yeah. So between gaining weight and losing weight, because I work out, I do lose that initial 30 pretty quickly. I have a lot of loose skin. And so yes. I, the only way to get rid of that is to cut it off which is yeah. when the tummy tuck comes in i think so many moms can relate to yeah that. and to the women rolling their, their eyes they just don't get it and no. that's okay like yeah. it's okay if you don't get it yeah. and you can judge me all you want it's fine but that's what i'm choosing to do for my peace of mind and yeah. so far i'm just i've been on it for seven it'll be seven weeks this week i take my shots on friday Okay. Which is so weird taking shots. I feel like I'm a heroin yeah. addict or did something. Did you see me tell you to split it up? Like, how yes. are you doing as far yes, as I it, did? Like yeah, have you done it? Yeah, so I actually just got done doing it. I did um, two months of it. Really? Yeah. Trisepatide? Yeah. 
I honestly, this is, and I don't want to come off insensitive in any way. And this is my own personal experience. So hopefully it doesn't. But I was like, I can't get pregnant. So I'm going to get freaking skinny. Like I need to control something right now. Like I want to feel hot. Yeah. And and you you can feel hot at any body type. We're not body shaming. It's personal. No. And this was mental. This was going through hell for a year and a half, two years. And then really turning to like, like through my depression, turning to just like comfort, whether that was food. And it's not like I got like massive for me, but for me, I was just like, my mindset needs to shift. Like I'm yeah. looking at food in a different way it's and I've like, never looked at yeah. it in that way where it was it's like- toxic. Yes. It was becoming very toxic. And I will say terzepatide has healed that for me again. That's, like I'm kind of waiting for that to happen to me. Okay. It'll come. I think it will. I mean, at least for me, it was like- Oh, you had five bites of that. You're you're full and you're satisfied. You're done. You can leave the rest on the plate and that's okay. See, I don't get full. What? That's what's so crazy is like I get full, but it's not like I ate half of my portion. I can eat a full damn cafe real burrito. So what do you think that is? Do you think that your stomach needs to shrink a little bit in order to get to the point of where the hunger cues are telling you you've had enough? Yes, because that's the other thing is I I don't feel like I'm going to throw up either. Okay. Like I only feel sick the day after my shot. Okay. But then after that, like I could eat two bowls of cereal or something and be like, oh, okay. So how are you losing the weight? Um, that's why I'm so concerned. I don't, I think it's just like the baby weight's coming off because I work out every day. Okay. I don't think it's really the eating because my eating habits have changed, but nothing crazy. Like when I hear people say like, I have to force myself to eat. I'm like, bitch, I like, when's dinner? Like, yeah. I yeah. But your hormones could issue. be so off right now too. Yeah, I think that, that's a big thing too. Yeah. I, I don't know. Because what was your dosage? I was di- uh, diagnosed. I was prescribed, um... 50 but I took 12 and you fa- and you had results I'm at freaking 0.75 wait what's 0.75 or How many s- units? 75 units no 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 I was literally taking 12 and a half units twice a week so I would split it up so I was taking 25 but I would split it up Monday and Wednesday yeah, no, something's wrong with me what in the world? No, I think I'm just like a freak of nature. I think here, no, here's the real thing. This is why I tell my friends. God didn't want me to have a six pack and be like skinny because he knows <laughs> I'd be so full of myself that like nobody would want to talk to me because I'd be like, guys, I'm so fucking hot. Like if, if I looked like Carol Loren, I'd be naked right now. I would have an OnlyFans and that is how I would make a living. And God's like, we can't let that happen. So we need her to have some flub. You just are literally prescribed the yes. highest amount. And you're like, I don't feel I'm like, it. give me the freaking bonbons and the is, burritos. Like, nothing's gross to you. Like I no. had aversion, adver- aversions to certain foods like mayonnaise and like su- sugar. Like I only wanted protein and I, veggies. I do only want protein. I do notice that. But I've always kind of been more that way anyways. Okay. I will say, I will say, I do notice small changes. Like with the cereal, I used to be able to eat a full bowl. And like three weeks ago is when I noticed, oh, I actually don't really want to eat this. This doesn't taste good. Okay. So I am noticing like some differences but But seven weeks but nothing to the extent of other people yeah and so it's hard to compare because i'm like 
wait a second, you're over here saying you're going to throw up if you eat more than a couple bites of this and I can finish it. So, so have you talked to the doctor about that? Yeah. And they were like, well, maybe we should up your dose, but I don't want to up it too much because I'm like, I'm already up pretty high and it's making, because when I was at 25 and 50, I wasn't throwing up and feeling sick the day after. But once I got up to 75, that's when I started feeling sick. So then this last shot for people who are like, we don't want to hear about your subatide. I'm sorry. Fast forward. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I went down just to 70. So I just took five off and then I felt fine. So I'm at 70 right now. But I still so like, I still don't get the crazy side of I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna ask Brittany's dad because we'll drop a plug again for yeah, him. Yes. He's the one that I was doing ketamine through yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So he does it all. He gets he you skinny, everything. healthy, he get helps it. you heal your your emotions. Um, but um I'm gonna ask him about that yeah. because that seems off I and know. weird to me. I know. Everyone I talk to is like, wait, what? And I really worry about like your organs and heart taking something that high. Yeah. I I would definitely like I'm gonna text you and yeah, find out. Me. Cause yeah. And I have a I have fishy. I have an appointment meeting with them next week because it is so strange. So I don't I don't know. I'm a freak of nature, like I said. Yeah, that's weird. But well, but you you had a good experience, I guess. I did. I I mean, I did it for two months. I lost like 20. What? Like 20. You had 20 pounds to lose? Yeah, I lost 20 pounds. I mean, for me, I will say, and is it tacky to talk numbers or is no, that I, real? No, I literally said it. I was like, let's let's talk okay. numbers. I said my numbers. Because maybe this is helpful too, because where you felt, felt like you looked smaller for your number, like yeah. I feel like I look bigger than my number. Like I weighed myself this morning and I was 121. So I, when I started, I was 146 okay. or 140, 148, I okay. think. Okay. So is that almost 20 pounds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think. yeah. Like just shy of 20 pounds. Yeah. But I'm like, In yes, two months. Yeah. Like, but I did not have an appetite at all. And I was very protein focused. Okay. Cause I'm going to, cause like when Whitney came on, she was basically on her exit. Yeah. And that's not healthy. Yes. And so like you were still able to eat proteins yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I was definitely not eating as much as normal. Like now that I'm off of it, I'm like, I got to really watch it because I'm feeling the hunger like coming back. Yeah. And so I'm just still trying to be more protein focused so that I can like stay satiated. Yeah. Because it's all, it all comes down for me where I'm just like, I just want to live a long, healthy life. I want to yeah. feel like I'm always in shape, like my organs are protected, that I have a body that can produce babies and like function properly and that my mental health is good. Like that's yeah. what's important to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Like looks is on the bottom of that for me, Oops, you know, like yeah. it's a bonus. So for me, like I, I want to continue to be like protein focused and I was terrible about being in the gym because I wasn't eating. Like I'd stand up and get really lightheaded yeah. And I would feel like I would get sick after the shots. And so I didn't really have the energy to work out hand in hand. And so now I'm like, okay, now that I've kind of resolved that weird blimp, blip, blip, yeah, yeah blip mm -hmm. that I had with the food, I'm like, okay, I want to go back to like hand in hand with like exercise and like yeah. being active again. So um, anyway, yeah. Yeah. I mean... That's crazy that you lost 20 pounds in two months. I know. But, and because like my big On thing. 12. Like my big thing with this whole thing is I get, I feel like it gets a lot of hate. Like a lot of people are like, oh, you're taking the easy way out or, oh, this is toxic or whatever. Um, 
No, I don't feel like it is. I feel like it's changing a lot of people's lives in like the best way possible. And it is curing that like food noise that they have in their head or whatever. I just want to make sure I never get to a place where I'm, I am basically anorexic. Yes. Like, and I think people who are using it in that sense, that is toxic. But I think if you're using it in a way to just help you with portion control, help block that food noise, help you just get like a little jump start. Jump start because it's not if you yeah, you can do it and lose a ton of weight, but then if you don't change your lifestyle, you're just going to gain it all back. Like mm-hmm. and then, people forget too that like it really does come down to like the food you consume and then the output. Like yeah. I think it generally comes down to that. Are there things that play into it, hormones and pregnancy and all this stuff? Yes. But I think it really does more so come down to the food aspect and then they'll get so much hate for focusing on that. Yeah. And it's like, no, we were over consuming. Yeah. It's okay to recognize that, own it, and then go, I'm going to help myself reel it in. Yes. And then also on top of that, like the, when people are in this state of like depression and anxiety, it's the last thing you want to have to worry about. Like you don't want to have to worry about what you're eating and not eating. Yeah. So to be able to have that brain working to tell you, hey, you're good. Like, I'm satiated. Yeah. I'm okay. You don't need to be emotionally eating. No, you don't need to be turning to that. Yeah. Like, to me, I think it's like a massive, like, blessing. Yeah. Well, because I, I definitely am a binger. Like, I binge. That was like my eating disorder. My whole life is binge. And then I would either puke or I'd be anorexic for like two days. Yeah. And then it was like a horrible cycle, which probably has really fucked me up. And that is why I probably don't lose weight like normal. And I don't have, cause my body's probably just like, we've been in like fight or flight, baby. Like, what yes. are you doing to us? And then you get pregnant and I'm like eating whatever the heck I want when I'm pregnant. And then I'm not pregnant and I'm breastfeeding, but I'm starving myself because I want to lose weight. So I'm not producing milk. And so then I start eating to produce milk and then my body, like yes. my body's just really confused. Yeah. I'm and so sorry it, you've been through all It's of definitely that. emotionally exhausting. That is exhausting. Seeing, you know, how hard I work and just feeling like nothing's getting me to where I want to be. And this is kind of my last resort. Like I hope this it's curing people's lives. Like people truly are becoming happier and healthier and fitter and all the things. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to give it time. But yeah, I don't, I don't know why I'm a freak and it just isn't working as fast, but that's the thing on TikTok. You get so many people being like, oh, for me, it took 12 weeks for me. So I'm like, okay, everyone's different. Everyone's different. Yeah. You can't compare. Who knows? But yeah. And it makes more sense that you're just coming out of like being pregnant. You have those hormones stacked against you. Like you have those small percentage of things, unfortunately, but also fortunately, I think just like see it through. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, and I said this in my solo podcast, like I'm not angry with my body. Like I've been in points in my life where I'm angry and I'm frustrated and I hate my body. I don't feel like that. Like because I know it's a phase. I know that I'm going to feel beautiful at some point. Like I'm okay with just feeling kind of frumpy right now. Like I really am good and I'm fine. And people have messaged me being like, you're beautiful. And I'm like, I know, like, I know I'm beautiful. I just am a little chunky right now. And that's okay. (laughs) Like, like I'm just in that postpartum phase and I'm happy about it. And I referred to Amber filler up and how she's just so open with like, you know, loving her body at every phase and like wearing clothes that some people would be like, oh, I can't wear this because I'm in my postpartum era. Like, you know, and she's like, no, I am going to wear it. And following people like her has made me be like, yeah, it's fine. Like Mm -hmm. this is my body. Like it produced a human. It's cool. It's whatever. But I also think it's also okay to want 
to have yeah the body that you've you work so hard for yeah yeah just take care of yourself yeah i think that's that's a whole seasons thing you know and just enjoying every season because there's going to be seven million different seasons yeah I'm very curious to see what I'll look like in 10 years. I feel like every 10 years I look back and I'm like, ew, I was so ugly 10 years ago. So that's <laughs> no. that's good. Like we're, we're I, working our way up. Yeah. You know? I think right now, uh, and how old are you again? 27. 27. Okay. Yeah. I think it, I think it's safe to say our age. We're only a couple of years you're, apart. Did you just turn 30? 29. I was going to say, you're not yeah. 30 yet. Okay. No. But I feel like at our age now, I feel like it just gets better. Yeah. Right? Do you feel like you're becoming more natural? Yes. Like I got rid of my eyelash extensions, which I had never done. I mean, I still have hair sewn on my head, Botox on my face and filler in my lips. <laughs> but like overall, which I did five years like, ago. <laughs> overall, you know, I took off my lashes. So that's yeah. huge. It's huge. Yes. Natural um, is. I'm just noticing like my natural hair color is what looks good on me. And like, mm-hmm. I don't need to be self tanning every second. Like it's okay if I am a little pale sometimes, yes. you know, like I'm just noticing it's okay to be a little more natural. Yeah. And I think that get. the um the world's kind of moving in that direction, which yeah. I am obsessed with. Same. Because it's like, oh, a little bit of blush on your cheeks and like putting on a cute outfit that you feel cute and sexy yeah. in. Yeah. That'll do it. You That's know? good enough. Yeah. Good enough for me. I, I love, love that. Love it. Um. So yeah, I guess all my trash is basically tattoos and trisepatas. <laughs> but I think I'll probably get the tattoo, honestly. On my ankle. Okay. I, I think, think that's a I good think, like, place. like really tiny, just like right there. Yes. I love I it. That's what we'll do. I don't know yet. I think that's a good safe. It's safe. Yeah, It's safe. If it wasn't a trash can, I'd probably put it somewhere more visible, but I'm just like, it's a trash can. Yes. So of course that's my brand. Yeah. Trash. But I know. It's, fine. it's perfect though. It's fine. Very on brand. Um, Anything else happened to you this week besides watching the ultimate? I know. I feel like that wasn't like really trash. No, like, it was just talk. Yeah. Um, I mean, trying to think of something specific that I can point to. I feel like Brett and I have been having like the craziest conversations lately. Oh, I thought you were going to say sex. And I'm like, oh, we're going there again. (laughs) Oh, no. We're not wrapping it up with that again. (laughs) No, we've just been having like the craziest like in-depth conversations. I just feel this. And sorry to get so deep. Like, I feel like this whole thing has been deep. No, we love that. But I just feel like we've been having the craziest in-depth conversations. And I can just feel this shift happening. I just, you know, when you can feel that the universe is like you're like in sync with the universe everything's going right yeah and everything has felt so hard but that almost excites me i'm like something is in the works and i can just feel it brewing and i'm like these conversations that we're having and the way that we've been connecting and like the things that like we've kind of been avoiding that we're like blowing up and having these conversations and then it's turning into like this connection that you didn't realize that you could have i just feel like we're getting we're growing so much as a couple and growing so much as individuals and it's exciting and i feel like it's just aligning with where we're supposed to be in life and that's a really exciting cool feeling i know that that's that's not really like trash but no trash is anything it's trash is literally everything because we all have it yeah and it's just something that consumes our thoughts and our mind yeah and i guess i guess my optimistic and um positive outlook on my trash because it was freaking hard like the conversations that we were like faced with and like the things that we were like having to either like okay we're having this conversation and figuring it out or like throwing in the towel because i can't do this 
it's I think that's almost empowering to talk about and inspiring to talk about because I think a lot of times I mean I know a lot of times we compare and we think that everyone just has this picture perfect life and that there's not work and that's the exciting part about a relationship is the work because that's where the depth comes that's where the joy comes that's where the seeing each other fully vulnerable and as you are and accepting each other as you are and where you are comes and like that's the true fairy tale love you know and that's exciting to me. Like it's exciting to step. Well, because I remember depth. when we came on last time and we talked about you said it was just like this passion, like just this like sexual tension, passion, and that's great. That's awesome, you know. Yeah. But do you feel like now there's more depth to it? So much more depth. Yeah. And not that that's not there or that it's taken a back seat because yeah. it's definitely there, but it's so much more special. Whereas before it was fleeting and now it's exciting because it's like, this is a reward for the work that we're putting in and the depth that we feel for each other, which is like, to me, like true love. And like, that's true love to me is like, you're continuing that growth with that person and you're committing and you're not giving up on that. And you're like continuing to put in that work, but it's, yeah, it's really cool to see it get better. I, I and deeper. I feel like we're in that same spot where it's like I look back and I'm like, wow, I thought our marriage was good, but now it's like so much. There's so much more depth to it. I mean, there's a lot more personal work and that I've done and my husband has done to like make ourselves better to then be better for each other and just yeah. like care more about things where it's like, oh, we'll just put that to the side. It's not that important right now. Like we'll figure it out later. And it's like, no, let's let's put it in the forefront, let's figure out how we feel about this and certain things. And so we can come together and have these deeper conversations. I feel like three years ago, me and my husband's conversations were so like surface level and just like, how's your day? Good. Cool. Yeah. Love you. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, we're not fighting. Like everything's good. Like we're not fighting. It's easy. So like we're good. But it's like sometimes you you have to have those in-depth conversations where it gets deep and it gets more emotional totally for it for your love to feel more real yeah like disagreeing and fighting in a sense can be a sign of like an extremely healthy happy thriving evolving marriage for sure for sure i totally get that i love that for you love that for you thank you um i think me and my husband should do ketamine though together yes i say do the first session alone to get a handle on the dosing Make sure that you have the right dose that you like. So have I don't the have right a K hole. Yes, it's called K hole. Yes, you don't want to go down a K hole. Okay. Um, but you want to have the right playlist. You want to have the right dosing. You want to make sure that you're like, okay, I didn't like that I was in jeans last time. Like I want to be comfy. You know, like you want to make sure. Oh, that I'm never you, in jeans. Yeah, so we're n- good yeah, there. <laughs> we're, we are good there. Okay. Good. Okay, you won't make that I'll mistake. I'll be in these pants. My big yeah. old comfy pants. <laughs> But like really the littlest things can kind of ruin the experience for you. Like you went in shorts because you were hot before, but then you got freezing because the IV makes you cold, you know, or you yeah. forgot to pee before. So you had to get up mid IV. And so you're walking like a zombie to the bathroom, yeah. you know, so you're making sure you didn't drink a lot before, you know, or you felt sick because you ate too soon before. Just little things. things. You just want to make sure you get a handle on it. And then after like two or three sessions, then I would do one either in the same room or 
do one where you guys like do one and then you come into the same room and talk after and then you do one next to each other you know when brett got into the Mm k-hole i don't know why that word is like k-hole i just think like you know yeah butthole but like k-hole um a-hole um so when i'm surprised he wanted to like do it again like, was it not super scary? It took some convincing, to be honest. Because you said it happened multiple times? Yes. And I just think this is men and women. I think that women are just a little bit more intuitive. Like, they know their limits. They know it's why guys will get so drunk and just be complete idiots. Yeah. Because they don't know their limits. Just blacked out. Yeah. And so I think he'll, like, push it and do too much. Or he's just not, like, completely as in tune to what is feel like is feeling like he's honoring himself i just feel like women are a little bit better and more natural at that and so i haven't had like i've had a k-hole experience where i was listening to a dark song and it's funny you start to realize like how sensitive our spirits are to things like media and songs like the way i've changed my life just in that sense of what i listen to if i hear a song and it could be a totally fine song that has a note that makes my spirit feel sick i turn it off Like I've become that extreme where I'm just like, nope, that doesn't feel right to me. And like, or a show, like I've changed the media that I consume so much. And with social media, with the movies I watch, like I just have realized like how spiritual we really are. And I'm like, nope, not gonna, I'm not going to make myself vulnerable to that. Anyway, long story short with his (laughs) K-holes. Is that he oh. went down one the first time and it was like the worst experience for him. Okay. I just can't get over the K-hole. Like, why do they call it Sorry, that? I don't know. I should just call it a dark hole or you like, feel like you're dying. The K-hole. But he, I went to go grab his hand and he's like, it felt like a skeleton. And I thought, I felt myself going down into the earth. Like he literally fully felt like he was dying and he was like, turn on the lights. Like it was scary. Like for him, I mean, yeah. I was like, you're totally fine, dude. Chill. Yeah, you're yeah. in a room. You're totally fine. Yeah. But like when you go down that and you're not able to compartmentalize that, that you're in a room, that you're safe, that this is a 45 minute drip, yeah. that you, this is just an experience that you can't die from it. He fear, like he has a lot of fear and I feel like I've let go a lot of my fear. And so to me, I'm like, it's going deep and it's going dark and I allow myself to go there because that's where I've had some of the deepest realizations and breakthroughs. So I look at it as like, that's part of the experience. Whereas he's like, change the song, turn on the light. Like, yeah, get me out of here. And so it's just different levels of what you can handle, what what you're wanting out of the experience. For me, I'm like, I want to elevate. I want to be to the next level. Yeah. And so for me, I'm like, bring it on yeah bring it on and for him he's like i cannot handle that right now so it's not that one's right or wrong it's just like preference you know so yeah the k-hole i've been down one or two and it basically just feels like you don't know if you're dead or alive It, it feels like what you think it would feel in your deepest fear of what if there's nothing after this what if it just ends it feels like that oh yeah that's intense yeah that's intense well, I'm doing it. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're going to finish with Trash Topic Can. Okay. Trash Topic Can is sponsored by Babe Original. 
If you follow me on social media, you've witnessed my lash journey from extension-free to fabulous, thanks to Babe Originals Lash Serum. It's the essential lash serum, and it is truly essential to my life. It's been a game changer, and now I am proudly flaunting my beautiful long lashes. Babe Original has become part of my daily routine, and their products are pure magic. And I'm thrilled to share that their latest launch, their hair products, promote beautiful hair and promise to be as amazing as the lash serum. So use code weeklytrash15 for 50% off your products at babeoriginal.com. B-A-B-E-O-R-I-G-I-N-A-L.com. And let's have long lashes and beautiful hair together. And I have, I have not written any new ones in forever. So Since this is the last time. Yeah. So who knows? really parched no you're good what's in your swig what's your drink of choice how long, how long do you have <laughs> two pumps of coconut one pump of sugar-free puree no literally every time i go and sometimes they have your orders like oh pre-done. and but then there's times where i'm like just my previous order they're like oh we don't have them so i'm like okay um get ready for this <laughs> um it's a 44-ounce sparkling water, sugar-free peach, sugar-free vanilla, sugar-free coconut, sugar-free raspberry, and coconut cream. Okay. And I just realized it's basically a, a strawberry breeze with no strawberry puree. But every time I order that, they put the freaking strawberry puree and I'm sucking up strawberry chunks and I like can't that. be having like that. that. No. Do you like a lot of ice or just a little bit of ice? I'm a lot of ice girl. Me too. Yeah. I got a... I'm not a swig person, but okay, I was so what's like... So your, what's your beverage? I was like, I'm going to get a lime ricky. Which isn't uh-huh. even a swig drink, apparently. Um, <laughs> I like go in line. I'm like, I'll have a Where'd lime Where'd you Ricky. even hear it? That's like uh, an alcoholic like, drink. Well, yes, I know. But there's also one at Arctic Circle. It's like grape oh. and Sprite and lime, I think. So I pull up and I'm like, I'll have a lime Ricky. And this girl looks at me like, I'm sorry, what? Like, <laughs> we don't have that. What is that? And I'm like, shit, I don't know. Like, you're asking <laughs> yeah. the wrong person. Just Stop making me feel dumb and make what you think would so be a like, Ricky. What sounds like a lime Ricky? Okay, Sprite. Okay, Ricky. I'm not sure, but figure it out. Okay, our raspberry Ricky. Come on. Um, but yeah, no, it was a little awkward, so I had to Google it right there in front of her, and we're like, okay, grape, Sprite, lime. Sounds good. But when they gave it to me, it had like this much ice in it, and I was pissed. No. And I didn't even get a styrofoam cup, because I got like a smaller size. Oh, yeah. You gotta go with the bigger one. Yeah, I was really pissed. I'm like, this isn't right. This is wrong. I I don't like it, so. (laughs) Dang it. So you've never been back. No. Oh, I go there twice but, a day, um, girl. At my party that I'm throwing, we're doing custom like weekly trash. What is drinks. this party that you're throwing? Okay, so I'm throwing. That I haven't heard about. It's my well. You need to get on my Instagram more. You need to be engaged with my content more, Demi. So I'll show up on your for you page. I don't go on anyone's. Um, I'm throwing my season two launch party. Okay. And so there's going to be free food and drinks, and then I'll be selling my new merch. That where is this? It's going to be at the studio in Draper. Is that like a? It's the old high school. Have you ever been? Kid, do you know Maven Medical? It's like a Botox. Yes. It's in the same parking lot as that big building, old high school. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's just gonna be a party. And then Ricky, who did who was at Brooklyn's wedding, the DJ. I didn't go. Oh, I didn't Wait. go either. I'm not friends with her, but Okay, okay. <laughs> but Ricky was the DJ guy. Okay. And he's DJing at the party. Oh. 
And fun. so there'll be the last 30 minutes is a dance party from seven to nine. It's just like food, eating. There'll be tattoo artists, permanent jewelry, piercer, my merch, food, and Very then dance fun. party. And, and this is when? It's September 19th. Okay. It's a Tuesday. Girls Night Out. It's free. Everyone come. Fun. But what was I saying? Was that my party? Oh, drinks. I don't yeah. drink Sprite or I don't drink soda. And so I don't know what tastes good. And she has all these like custom drinks, but they're all named like weekly trash themed. So there's one called the Trash Topicana. <gasps> and it's like orange juice, pineapple juice with Sprite. Like it's going to be super cute. I'm okay, excited. That is very cute. That'll be fun. But, I yeah. love it. Do you come. have one name? I just need to do one. And I'm sorry to all the fans and haters. No, you're good. But do you have... um? What was I going to say? Alcohol? What, where no. are you going with this? No, I was going to say, do you have one named? And then I forgot the freaking name. Forget it. Oh, um, I'll tell you all the names. Maybe it'll come in your head. So there's one called the John Doe because we call guys John Doe's. Okay. There's the Trash Topicana. There's the Weekly Trasher. There's the Dumpster Deep Dive. Amazing. There's the Trash Queen. There's the Juicy Josie. You. Or the Josie Juice or something. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, you need something with juice. Yeah. And then I think that's all of them. Very cute. But if you come up with any fun little names, okay. give them to me. I'll let you know. And I'll add them to the list. Okay. I'll add that drink <clears throat> and yes. you can name it. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. I'll think of something that's on brand for me. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Okay. What's the trash topic at? Okay. It is most illegal thing you've done. Oh. You're like ketamine. <laughs> yeah. Is ketamine ketamine's legal, so yeah, it is legal and it's administered by a doctor. So yeah, totally so kosher. Um probably sex in a public place. That's illegal, right? Yeah, that is illegal. Yeah. What pub what was the public place? I can't say because it was recent. <laughs> Shut up. Like, are we talking like a dressing room? I cannot say where. It is bad. It's very bad. <laughs> I like, hate no. that you're leaving us on a cliffhanger. <laughs> okay, can we just have one hint? And then you can tell me off the pod. Um Would yeah. you would you eat there? No. Okay. You would relax there. You would relax there. Okay. <laughs> All right. You would relax there. I've had sex in a public place as well, somewhere where you would relax. Okay. I mean, I've had sex in multiple public places, but yeah. this was like as of this week okay so if people follow what i'm okay. doing they'll, they'll know, know where they'll know. yeah they'll know they know i know yeah i know that's <laughs> I know. awesome i love that i but that's probably the most illegal thing aside from like i mean speeding and okay i'm driving on an expired license right now but to me no i need to get it done i actually didn't even know my license was expired i like went to renew my registration and they were like, oh, by the way, you need to go do the driver's written test because your license is expired. And I was like. Wait, so you, how long was it expired? I, I guess it had been expired for like two years. <gasps> and I had no idea. And I was like, and apparently there's a warrant out for my arrest and like all this stuff. But how, did you travel in those two years? No. Okay. So you just I didn't go know. out. Of, I didn't go out of the country or anything. So I okay. had no idea. It wasn't until I went to a bar with um macy neely actually yeah and they were like your driver's license is expired and i was like 
sorry oh. what <laughs> like but those, those no i was like i thought they just like renew and like send you a new one every year like yeah. what are you talking about and then i went and they're like yeah you have this worn out you have registrations past due you're taking all this stuff so, so this did, was recent it was when you were 26 yeah it was recent it was i actually talked about it when courtney cahoon came on when i very first started the podcast and we were talking about driver's ed and things and i had to do this test i had to redo the test because of it and i thought i was gonna fail for sure i was like um I need to take a test. Like, I'm an idiot. Like, I need, like, at least seven <laughs> days of studying to take any sort of test. And they, like, gave me the handbook, so it was fine. But, like, hopefully that doesn't happen to you. Like, I if know. you go well, to the DMV and they're, like... Um, Brett's is a year expired. And he was, like, you need to get it. You need to get yours done. I'm, like, mine's been expired for literally a month. Yours has been expired for a year. What do you mean I need to go get mine? Did you change your last name legally? What's no, What's your name on your license? That's the thing is that's why I have it yeah. because I want to go change that so that I don't have to do everything again. Right? No, yeah. So I just need to, like, buckle down. This week's nuts. Next week, I'm just hoping I don't get pulled over before then. It's just, like, one of the most annoying chores to do. I it's know. Like, it's, like, housekeeping stuff. It's, like, I don't want to do – I don't want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those things that you put off forever because it's you dread it. Well, but the DMV I need is to, the worst. Yeah. And I've never actually – fun fact, I've never changed my last name. Oh, really? Mm-mm. So I don't know how to do any of that. What was your maiden name? Key. Key. Yeah. So it's been Key since – well that's well that's kind of nice you kind of like foresaw a divorce coming you're like i don't need to change my last name i don't know because that's if i got a divorce honestly i think i'd probably keep my last name as van dyke because i wouldn't want to go through all the work yeah it's so much work i know and even if you're like i'm getting rid of it like realistically let's be like i'll change my instagram handle but like i'm not gonna like yeah you're not gonna go to the dmv are you kidding too much work yeah yeah no yeah. DMV sucks. I'm trying to think of the most illegal thing I've ever done. It's probably the same thing. Sex in a public place. Drink underage. Speed. Did you ever drink underage? No. You didn't drink in high school? First time I drank was 23 or 24. Really? Yeah. And it was a short stint. It was like through my divorce. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I can't do this. It's yeah. Just, it's poison. It's absolute poison like poison. jacking up my gut and i was like this isn't adding any anything to my life you yeah, know i don't get it like i used to be one of those people where if we went on vacation i would like get drunk on vacation mm-hmm. but then i was like because my kids weren't there and i never want to do anything where like my kids i'm not to be a mom right like i want to have like freedom to be like sleeping until like 3 p.m so if i have to be a mom i'm not drinking so vacations were the place but then I'd wake up and I'd just like feel like shit. I'm a routine girly and I like my routine. And if I have a hangover, there is no routine. Yeah. And I was like, I don't like this. And also I'd rather eat my calories than drink them. Yes, and absolutely. Like, I don't want to poison myself. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. I'm I am actually that way with pretty much every substance that has to do with like altering your state. Yeah. Unless it's being used to like heal and like find deeper like you don't um, like recreational no like the weed and the no yeah i don't i i just don't see any benefit to it yeah i'm in the same boat yeah might be a hot take but i know i don't know mm. yeah i just there is something so underrated about being completely content with your natural state yeah like that to me is pure joy if you can go about life and not feel like you need something to enhance, yeah, enhance, like the, even caffeine for me, I'm like, oh, oh, see, I can't relate there. Okay, but I do, I do my matcha. Like I have oh, my I matcha. Hate matcha. I think it tastes like butthole. <gasps> really? Yeah. I love it. Do you like it. milk? 
No, I don't. Then and you like matcha. See, I think matcha tastes like milk. Really? And I hate the taste of milk. Interesting. It tastes very earthy to me. Yeah, I don't like it. But that. I also do it with like a soy milk or an almond milk. So it tastes kind of like earthy and Okay, gotcha. You know, because I can't do milk. Gotcha. But I do my matcha and that's like just the the caffeine in matcha, it's supposed to be like a slower burning caffeine and like more natural. So I, I just can't do caffeine because I get super anxious. So people who don't, I understand it. But even that for me, I'm like, this is kind of a flex. Like I don't take anything. No, that is a flex. I don't take caffeine. I don't take antidepressants, anxiety, Adderall. Like I take nothing. I wish I, I wish I could get off my antidepressants it's just every time i have i've had a suicidal okay you need to do it at the same time as ketamine they'll help you through it because yeah that's been like my big thing is every time i get off i'm like i'm doing i'm doing good my life is figured out like why would i need to be depressed like my life's great but depression isn't just like the season of life you're in like sometimes you clinically you are depressed yeah there is something off in your brain that's making you feel that way it's not just because your life's hard or your life's good yeah and so I would just like get off of it because I'd be like, I have a great life. But it's like, no, Josie, that's not why you're yeah. depressed. Okay. <laughs> so get back on it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, but I definitely have leaned towards wanting to be off of it. It's just scary because I've been on it for 11 years. Yeah. That's hard. So it's like terrifying. And well, research long-term effects of SSRIs and see if that convinces oh, you. Oh, no, it, no, it does though. And that's why I'm like, I want to get off. But there's like hope and there's a way to get off of them. Yeah. Like don't be scared of like, what am I going to do if I'm not or like I'm stuck in this chemical imbalance? Yeah. You're not like, yeah, there are ways through healing your gut. There's ways like through th- treatments like ketamine. There are certain treatments out there that are alternative that are not just like a simple fix, but that will help you feel better than you ever felt before yeah. getting on them. Yeah, no, totally. And we can talk all about those things. That's like my passion. I love that stuff. I love it. Are you going to start a podcast about it? I saw you were going to start a podcast with Brett. Yeah, so Brett and I talked about it and it is something that we do want to do. I feel like we decided to do it amongst like in the midst of all the craziness that happened and then it just kind of took the back burner. But it's the one thing that we keep coming back to and we're like, we just need to do it. But then I see like how much you put into it and I'm like, do I have that in me? Again, it comes back to like the social media thing and wanting to just have more of a simple life and... Like, do you regret starting it? Are you? No, I don't regret it. I don't okay. regret it. I, I'm, I'm so, I love it. It's my creative outlet. Um, but my, I was telling someone just the other day, my brain never shuts off. Like I'm always thinking about the podcast. I'm always thinking about ways to grow and improve and make it better and content ideas. And, and I feel like it strips away time where I could be present with my kids. Okay. And that's where I feel stressed about it. Cause I'm like, I love it. I love this. I love the people I meet. I love the conversations I have. I love the people I help that I give joy to and that they can escape their reality for a minute and just plug in their headphones and just listen and have a friend. I feel like I've made a lot of friends. I've helped people make friends, but it is just, you hit that moment where it's like, I'm nothing. Like, this is nothing. This isn't important. What's important is my family. Mm-hmm. I just need to be with my family. Yeah. But then it's like, but I also want like my own Something passion. And like, mm-hmm. so no, this is important. And it's like this back and forth, back yeah. and forth, back and forth. And so I think with starting anything, you're going to have that struggle of just like 
balancing it. Yeah. But especially with me starting with nothing, like no following, nothing. Like I've had to be so in it to have any success at all. Where I feel like if you start with a kind of like a one up, like you have a following already, you already kind of have an audience and a community. Maybe you can be a little less extreme with it and okay. more chill. But for me, I've had to just grind, grind the shit out of every day. And you've done such a good so, job. Well, thanks. Oh my gosh. It's I really mean, fun. I the, love it. You literally, I was like your third podcast last year. I know. It's and crazy. think about how much you've grown. It's crazy. That's admirable. Good so, job. No, it's something to be proud of. And I see, you know, my kids and I, especially Bentley, my daughter, I'm like, I want you to see that you can, because she has a very similar personality as me, just mm-hmm. kind of loud and crazy. And it was always something that... I not wasn't embarrassed of, but my parents always like, oh, Josie, she's a lot. Like she's a yeah. lot, you know, and to show Bentley, like it's okay to be a lot yeah. like that. You can be successful and still be a lot. And so that's so cute. That's another reason why I'm like, I like doing this. And she even is like, mom, are you doing your podcast today? Weekly trash. Oh. Like she, it's cute. She'll, yeah. And she gets to watch you do something that yes. she, you're passionate about. I yes. think that is something that I, I need Maude to see me doing Yeah, because I'll find myself because I don't have anything outside of like the occasional social media things yeah. and being a mom. I'll find myself with her being like, can you play? And I'm ugh, playing like the make-believe stuff to me is like literally. Like, I don't want to do this. I, I love a lot of things about parenting. Yeah. That is one thing that I just like cannot yeah. get behind. Yeah, no. And I'll be like, oh no, I got to go scrub a toilet, <laughs> you know, but like, it would I be. I need a vacuum real quick. Yeah. And I don't want her thinking that. I saw a quote the other day that was like, remember, you're not raising a home, you're raising a child. Yeah. And I don't want her thinking that um, keeping a home, keeping up with a home is more important than her. Yeah. But I do think that it would be nice for her to see me putting an effort towards something that's either almost as important or equally as important to being a mom outside of being a mom. You know? Yeah. Just so that it doesn't create that toxicity of your whole identity as a mom, you know? Well, and I think we kind of touched on like religious trauma, but growing up, the only thing I saw in my future, once I hit the age of 12 was get married and be a mom. That was, that was it. And that's what I did. I got married and I was mom and I was going to live off my husband's income. That was our income. And it still is our income. Like that is his money's my money. My money's my money. But like, (laughs) exactly. But you know, like that's kind of all I saw for myself. And I would just picture, can't wait till I'm a mom. Can't wait till I'm a mom. And I love being a mom. I love being a mom. But I also love having something that gives me purpose outside of it. And that was never something I saw for myself until I did it. And now I can't imagine my life without it. Like, I can't imagine not doing this. Like there would be part of me missing. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's just part of being a woman too. I actually love seeing the stuff that Amber Filler up is posting too because I feel like we the pendulum always swings so far and I feel like it went from we're not just moms we can work too and we you know not that that stuff isn't important there is like important aspects to that but it's like yes but also there are roles like yeah don't cancel me for that like Brett was like if you ever bring that up you're gonna get canceled I'm like then cancel me Like, like I think that there are things that naturally women are better at than men and I think that's for a reason and the thing that I love that like Amber's posting and like a lot of women that I'm seeing is that it's less about being um career and work and money focused and more of 
their masculine is more in the creativity yeah and like stepping into i guess that's more of like a blend of like a masculine masculine feminine but creating and finding a passion and a hobby and stepping into like whether it's painting or drawing or talking to people like this and connecting and or making a video or or taking pictures like that's all very feminine and in our and fits in our role as well and is important for our development and happiness as well yeah so i'm I'm more towards that kind of stuff, like this kind of stuff than I am like go sitting behind a desk and like working and providing. To me, I'm like, I will stand behind this and I will say this till the day I die. That is the man's job. Like like, you you provide. You can do that. You are the hunter and gatherer. Yeah. You provide the life I will nurture and create. Yeah. You know? No. But like this is creative to me. This is like a creative outlet. You need that. I even told my husband, I was like, if this ever like becomes like financially where I could support us, like don't plan on it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like um, I don't want that pressure. Uh-huh. I, I want to have that success. Yes. But I don't want to have that pressure. Exactly. And I will say I'm very privileged when I say that because a lot of women don't have that choice. They yeah. don't get to just be like, well, I just want to do this for fun and it's fun money. Like some, that's not an option yeah. for a lot of people. And I understand I'm very privileged in that way. But no, I'm 100% like, babe, you, you got you got that, okay? No, absolutely. I'm just... No, I need to say because I do not want to be canceled for that. I understand every situation is different. I grew up in a home where my mom provided like for us, yeah. you know? And I think that is why I have a little bit of an aversion to it. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, man, I needed you as my mom. And like, dad, why didn't you step it up, you know? Yeah. And sometimes it's just like a single parent situation. And so every situation, trust me, I know I was a single mom for a short stint there and and felt the stress of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to make this happen, you know? Yeah. So I have sympathy and empathy when it comes to those things. I'm not as callous as I maybe came off. No, 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 I wasn't. No, 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 not at all. No, I think like my mom was a teacher. My dad, you know, they, my, my mom was a working mom basically my whole life. And I mean- I, there are things that she missed out on that I'm like, like she was in school and college to become a teacher when I was planning my wedding. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have any help planning my wedding. And I was like, and I look at Bentley and I'm like, when she plans her wedding, I'm going to be so up her ass. Like she's going to be like, mom, it's my wedding. Okay. It's my wedding. And I'm like, okay, but we need to make sure that we do this and we do this and we do this. Like, I'm just going to be want to overly be involved just because there was that little bit of absence with when I was growing up. So And that's where the grace comes in of like understanding that like each generation does better and understands things a little bit better and understands that there's certain developmental needs that like they didn't quite understand. And so it's not like a resentment thing or being like this. It's a cookie cutter, one shoe fits all situation. It's just you give grace where you can, but you also have your experience to take into your parenting and like what you want that to look like based on what you experienced, you know? So 100%. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I don't know how we got, how did we get here? I don't know. <laughs> I love that though. How I love those conversations. Yeah. How did we get here? Because the question was about what we do illegal, illegal things. <laughs> and that's what we call weekly <laughs> trash. It just kind of goes everywhere. I think this was a really good redemption episode to me. Oh, good. I'm, I'm so glad. happy I feel you came good back. about it. I feel great about it. And I think everyone's going to love it. It's definitely not as spicy. Yeah. Um, Sorry, But I guys. think. Toned it down a little no, bit. No, I think that's great. And I, 
Um, like you said, you know, I want to be proud of things I do in 10 years, you know, I'm probably going to shoot myself in the foot because I say some <laughs> crazy shit on here. No. And I do the same thing. I'm not yeah. saying that in a way that I feel like everything I put out is going to be admirable. Like, right. I pride myself in being very honest too. And like that comes with the good and the bad. Yeah. So yeah, for I, sure. I think it's more just when you're in a situation where you can kind of control that a little bit more, just being a little bit more intentional. Yeah, with that. for sure. Totally. And you're the host, so it's different. Like you're I, dealing with a plethora of people and yeah. like different personalities and they bring out certain things in you. Like I have this one episode with you, so I want to get it right. And you got it. You got it right. Good. It was great. And we're not deleting it. Yes. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I feel good about uh, it. Okay, you guys. Well, make sure to follow to me on Instagram because she's hot and you need to. I don't see you on TikTok as much anymore. I have not been posting on anything yeah. recently. I just, I go through these phases where I'm like sick to my stomach if I scroll TikTok and then I'll be sick to my stomach scrolling Instagram. And right now I'm just like, okay. I need to get settled in my new house and like get settled and figure out what the next move is. And then I don't know. I will be posting a TikTok though of Maude with her hair appointment today. I cannot Stay tuned for that. It's going to be so cute. cute. I have all these like TikTok content ideas that I have to do that I literally, I'm like, how do TikTokers do it? Like, do they just like put their kids in a closet and say, stay there? <laughs> like, I, I can't do anything. I'm like, I don't have time to do anything. No, the extreme moms do. And I can speak from experience where I'm like, kind of like, um, this is borderline. Like, are our kids okay? Like, like you sit there, just stay, yeah. sit, stay. Good. <laughs> no, really though. Like it gets extreme. And, and I just like, my kids don't listen to what I fucking say. So I yeah. couldn't even do that if I wanted to. Um, and so I just have all these things. Where I'm like, I need to do this. I need to do this. And then it becomes kind of a chore where you're like, I've kind of lost the fun part of it. Yeah. The creativity part. It's yep. now just like, I need to do this because it's work. Right. And so but I'm like, I have so many TikTok ideas. That'd be so good. That'd be such good content. But also like filming it. Like how you're like, I'm going to film Maude's hair appointment. I will be like, I'm going to film this. And then it happens and it's uh-huh. all done. I'm like, I didn't like, film it. Yeah. No, that happens to me too all the time. That but, just means you're being present. Yeah. And that's not a bad yeah. sign. More of that in this world. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm excited to see her hair. I'm excited to see what yeah. it looks like. It'll be cute. Are you going to break the internet again? I don't know. <laughs> I I hope that people are a little bit more understanding this time around. This is all her decision. Like everything has been her decision. Yeah. I haven't put planted any of this in her head. This is all her. Um this is all her. So don't Can't come wait. don't come at me. Can't for wait this one. Can't wait. No bleach. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right, you guys will have a wonderful weekend. I love you. And don't forget to take out your trash. Bye. Bye.